Amen. Should I use this one or this one? Yes. Let me just take this off. Good, so good to be with you. I always use the words exhort, encourage. Um, before any wow factor of God comes about, is often I believe sometimes He will just come in a whisper where He'll speak deeply to our hearts. A passage, a very short passage in Joshua 3, where Joshua was about to take the people of God into a totally new era, which was really exciting. The hearts were expectant. They were filled with faith. But the Lord just asked him just to pause for a moment. And he says these words, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. How quickly do we want to jump to the amazing things? But there's something that precedes the amazing things. Is this word called consecration. There's a similar word when the people of God, a very small gathering of people in Acts 2, they devoted themselves. Consecrate yourselves, devote yourselves can be similarly used. Before the power was released, there was a moment where the people of God got right with God. They prepared their hearts for what was to come. And I feel we just need to take a moment as we move into the next few days to prepare ourselves for what's to come. We look at the word called Simwanya, means we are one. In that room, in Acts 2, the disciples had gathered for approximately 10 days or so. I believe devoting themselves, expectant about what the Lord was about to release in them and through them. But there was a period of time just where they paused and they got right with God. They devoted themselves to Him. And in that moment, as their devotion looked upward, there was a unity that came among them. Said they were of one accord. Means there was a fierce unity that came about. And if I look across this room and met people yesterday and through this morning, there's such a great diversity of people in this room, which is so unique. So unique amongst churches. So unique, but also sad, isn't it? That this would be so unique amongst the church of God to experience such diversity in one room. And in that room, that upper room, amongst a small group, maybe not so much bigger than this, there came a oneness, there came a unity. But I don't think it was just God who brought that unity, it was the attitude in people's hearts. And understanding that God was doing something unique and special in them. That every tribe and every nation and every tongue that this smattering of people will bring about a blessing to every nation in the years to come. And God will revive that throughout history every now and again. And I believe we stand on the cusp of another one of those years. I truly do believe that. 
And when we give ourselves to a fierce unity, to one another, to God, there was unity before there was great blessing. And the expectation that we have is that God's going to bring the unity. Which is true by His Spirit. He melts our hearts together and He's the grand weaver who positions us all and weaves us together. But there's a responsibility on our part to pursue unity. God encourages us right throughout the pages of Scripture. Pursue unity, brethren. Pursue unity, Paul would write to the churches. Do not let division come among you. And so today, is, we stand on the cusp of a new era. Much like Joshua did and much like those disciples did. And if I could ask you just to stand. Stand with me. In a moment, just where we consecrate ourselves. And there's a great reason for this. And I agree with ways this is significant. This is not just a moment where we high-five each other and return, having experienced a great conference where everything has just come together so amazingly and we go back. Jesus went through all the towns and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, and when you see the crowds, you will have compassion on them when you return. There will be a newfound compassion that you will have. You will see things through the eyes of the Lord. Because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, and he says to you and I, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send us out as workers into this incredible harvest field. Jesus, we stand with arms open, hearts open. Help us to embrace the magnitude, the significance of this moment. Let us not look past it. And we put our hearts before you this morning. With greater understanding and faith with what you are doing. Let these next few days be dynamic, catalytic. And only you, Lord, can set in motion. But we do take this as a moment now to consecrate ourselves, to devote ourselves to you, Lord above all things, but also to one another, a fierce oneness. May you bring that about among us. And as we do that, Lord, as we humble our hearts, as we saw, there was great blessing that came upon your people, in them and through them. And the nations were blessed. Will you do it once again, Lord? consecrate ourselves, Lord, before you. For tomorrow we believe you will do amazing things 
among us.
we surrender our hearts before you. And we say, come. Jesus, come walk into this room. Your presence is what we need. Jesus, we want to worship at your feet. Father, we ask you, may your name be glorified. Let heaven open before us. Let us experience the glimpse of your glory today. Every heart, every mind. God, we come in oneness, in one body, in one mind, with one spirit, in one accord. And we say, God, over these next few days, join us together. Join us together. We pray, God, bring us as one, as one body that we may see your glory. God, we pray, God, let not a single person in this room be left out, but let us experience the beauty of your love and the glory of your presence. Come transform us. You're a great God, and we believe in your great things.